it adds so much confidence to your life. When you learn how to strength train and you learn how to lift a barbell and you learn how to move your body while you're growing a human, like that is badass, you know? And so that empowerment and that confidence is also going to directly positively impact your labor and delivery. You don't need to have, you know, competitive training in your life to really get something out of movement and moving your body. And, you know, now my my fitness You are listening to Emily Stanwick, our featured guest on episode 13 of the Birthworker podcast. Emily is a mom, wife, fitness coach, birth doula, and childbirth educator, but she began her journey into the birth world through fitness. And so her first step into the birth world was becoming a birth fit coach. BirthFit is an amazing online platform for physical training and pregnancy and postpartum. So they sell essentially like online workout programs for the perinatal period. It's an amazing company. I did their postpartum course. It was really phenomenal. So if you haven't heard of BirthFit, definitely go check them out. But it was through Emily's work with moms in the gym, with pregnant women in the gym, she learned what a doula was and she began educating herself on all things birth and even attending births as a doula. And so that's why she's here because in this interview, Emily is going to share how she turned both of her passions into one authentic career that she loves and that pays the bills. It is seriously inspiring. She is so cool. Now, I need you to know that you can make your dreams happen too if you truly believe in yourself and if you have a solid roadmap to success. And that's where I can help. Because if you hang around to the end of this episode, after we talk about how Emily incorporates fitness training into her childbirth education classes, after we talk about the unconventional way to prepare our clients for the intensity of birth, After all of that, I'm going to share where you can get your hands on the roadmap to a thriving birth business. All right, cue the music. Hey there, birth nerd. You're listening to the Birth Worker Podcast. My name is Kylie Banks, and I am totally obsessed with birth and equally obsessed with business. And this is the show where I help women turn their passion for birth into a sustainable, profitable, and most importantly, impactful career. All right, let's get into it. You can only talk to someone who's gone through it and been like, wasn't that crazy? I know, I know, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I remember with my second, I had even more awareness. Like I could feel, because I think I was just less afraid. Because I was like, I'm ready for this. Like, I know it's going to be intense, but I'm not, there was no fear of like pushing the baby out the second time. So I could feel so much more in my body and I experienced the fetal ejection reflex the second time. And, um, just being in tune with my body was so cool. Cause I truly had no fear at all. I was like, so excited for mostly because I was much earlier than I thought I was going to be. I was like, yes, let's go. Um, (laughs) I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. But like when you work out, when you lift, when you have a coach who's explaining, I want you to squeeze your glutes. I want you to, you know, put your shoulders down, bring your shoulder blades together, flat back, eyes up, whatever. Like you can respond like that. You don't have to think about it. Right. Like I'm at the point now, 12 years into my fitness journey where 
if someone cues me to do something mid lift, I'm not like, what does she mean by that? I can just do it. So that's so important in labor too. When you just know your body and you can be in tune with your body, I think it really takes away some of that fear. Really? Yeah. You trust your body. Yeah. And especially someone who's used to doing, used to testing their limit, used to testing their one rep maxes or like their distance or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, This just came up. Like I I share this in my, um, when my birth education class, like when I talk about pain, I'm like, we don't have positive associations with pain in our culture. Like pain is a bad thing always, unless you're in the fitness world. And I want to caveat that by saying like injury is bad, but like sometimes, you know, that soreness or, you know, lifting something super heavy, like it might, you might equate that with some sort of discomfort, let's call it rather than pain. Like I know that I can withstand a lot of discomfort because of my training, you know, Mm -hmm. I'll call it discomfort instead of pain we do not have positive associations with discomfort in America at all. We are a very convenient society where we just want to band-aid things and take medicine. But if you understand discomfort and how to push through it and work through it in a, in a sense that is not as intense as birth in the gym, Mm -hmm. you are going to be much more mentally prepared for labor for sure. And I think that makes a huge difference. Yeah. If someone's not an athlete like that before they get pregnant, is it too late to get that mindset during pregnancy? Um, no, because I've known so many women who have never worked out, who had amazing births. <laughs> so definitely not like birth calls you to just dig deep inside of yourself. I think, I think the reason why I love the training aspect is because it's just very relatable. If you if you like working out, honestly, some people don't like it. And I'm like, cool, just go on walks, you know, just go on a long walk during your pregnancy, just move your body. You don't need to be lifting weights. Um, but I think for people who have never had that, um, experience before getting pregnant, you should, if you want to absolutely start weightlifting in pregnancy, because it adds so much confidence to your life. When you learn how to strength train and you learn how to lift a barbell and you learn how to move your body while you're growing a human, like that is badass, you know? And so that empowerment and that confidence is also going to directly positively impact your labor and delivery. You don't need to have, you know, competitive training in your life to really get something out of movement and moving your body and you know, now my my fitness conversations, again, when I teach my classes is more like, do something that makes you feel good and happy. And if that's like starting a brand new thing, like, oh, I heard about birth fit. Like I kind of want to be birth fit. Like, hell yeah, go do it. You know, you're going to be lifting the 10 pound dumbbells. I might be lifting the 35 pound dumbbells. You're going to feel amazing. I'm going to feel amazing. Like that's the point, you know? And if you're like, I hate that stuff. I hate being at a gym. I'm like, great, go to the beach and walk on the sand for two miles, you know, like do something that makes you feel happy and good, like, and confident in your body so that Mm -hmm. you trust your body's ability to move. 
Yeah. I love how you say it's, it's not about me versus you who's heavier oh, yeah. longer. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do it to feel good. And it's yeah. not even me against me. It's just like, here I am doing this thing and it's, yeah. it's healthy and, and uh, yeah, it's helping me prepare for birth physically and mentally. Totally. Oh, and I have a great story to answer your question. I had a woman who was a friend of one of the members at the gym I used to work at. And she texted me and goes, Emily, I'm 36 weeks. I want to get birth fit. Is it too late? I was like, let's go come tomorrow. You know, and we worked out like three, two to three times a week. And I want to say she was close to 42 weeks. And we just did the most basic stuff. We would do like step, like low step ups. We would do some deadlifts, just getting her glutes and her back strong. And we would row a little bit and, and really just honestly moving, squatting again, range of motion, she, like just moving your body. And she had a really long labor mm-hmm. and she texted me and was like, the nurses couldn't believe how strong I was. She's like, I just think like even doing those four weeks of fitness made a huge difference for my ability to like handle a three day long labor. And I was like, yes, it does. It really does. Like moving your body energizes you. It continues to help you get stronger, even in the final weeks of your pregnancy. And it really prepares your joints and your muscles to Mm -hmm. be able to get to that place where you get to in labor. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for women like us who choose home birth or even just like uh, unmedicated birth in general, being able to get into weird positions and stay there for a very long time, not easy. It's not easy. Exhaustion is a a big reason for transfer. Absolutely. Yeah. And And you want to make sure that you have the mental capacity to, and again, with the body awareness to be like, yeah, I can do this. I can keep going or to be like, I cannot keep going, you know, like that, that is an important piece of body awareness Mm. when you're in labor. So you don't go past a point, like a breaking point. Yeah. That's so true. That's something I never considered, but it's true. Just in my own history of being an athlete, like, you know, when you shouldn't do another rep just Mm -hmm. because of that body awareness. And so you can hear your intuition and you can listen to your body and birth is birth is yeah. It's a physical event, but it's also a mental event. So what a great way to like balance the two, uh, and do some sort of fitness in pregnancy. Yeah. So for doulas and moms too, it's like, Actually, I'll speak to doulas and like partners. If you know that your wife is the kind of person who understands their body, and even if they're not, but like as a doula, maybe you've recommended they continue doing their yoga class or their spin class or their swimming, whatever it is that your client likes to do, come back to that in birth. If they start, you know, if they get that deer in the headlights look, they're like, oh shit, you know? You can just be like, Hey, you know how to do this. You can do this. And sometimes that breaking point is only mental. It's Mm -hmm. not physical. So it's like helping these moms understand that most of the time it really is mind over matter, you know, aside from the real reasons that you might need to transfer, like, and of course being in the hospital is the same situation. You have more hurdles in the hospital. if, If they're going for a very specific desired birth plan in a hospital. It's like, Hey, like mind, right. You know, stay focused. And, and it'll get to the place where of course she can't 
focusing is not a real thing anymore, but it's just that encouragement of your body knows how to do this. You're strong. Like you, like, I remember I was, I was a strongman competitor. So I competed in, um, strongman and like, yeah, it was awesome. And one of the events and one of my things was pulling a 13,000 pound dump truck. I shit you not. Oh my God. It was awesome. And I won that. So fulfilling. Yeah. So cool. And, um, and I just remember, you know, my friends being like, you pulled a dump truck. Like you can obviously have a baby. And I would think about that in labor. Cause I'm like, I can push a baby out. Like I pulled a freaking huge dump truck. Mm-hmm. Like I can do this. So coming back to something relatable, something that they know, like as a doula, if you know, your client loves to swim, Hey man, you used to swim for hours and hours on end. Like you can do this. Just coming back to something that makes them feel good to make the labor mentally better mm-hmm. so that they don't mentally tap out before yeah. the body does. Absolutely. Yeah. Relating it somehow to something they've been through before. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of that, a lot of the mentally wanting to tap out is fear of the unknown a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that for me was a huge win. Being at home was a huge win in that respect because I was like, uh, is this normal? Everybody, you guys are <laughs> calling 911. So I guess this is normal. Yeah. I have no other options. Okay. I guess I'm just going to do this. This yeah. is crazy. And, and that, you know, trust in my body was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what came first, your love for fitness or birth? Oh, you know what? My love for birth came first. Yeah. Yeah. I, ever since I was little, a kid, I've always been fascinated with birth and pregnancy. I used to always watch a baby story on TLC. Do you remember that show? I never saw it, but I hear about it all the time. Okay. I watched that show obsessively as like a young child. And my sisters would be like, please change the channel. (laughs) But I was always obsessed, always obsessed and obsessed with babies. Um, And, but I always had a love for sports too. Mm-hmm. So sports was like my thing as I grew up and I loved pregnancy and babies. Maybe, maybe they happened together. I don't know, mm-hmm. but professionally it was fitness because okay. I didn't know what a doula was. I became yeah. a trainer in 2012 and I, I mean, I wasn't experienced at all. I just started like very, very new started and, um, and then Lindsay, who started birth it, we would work out together. And she was a chiropractor. She is a chiropractor. And one day I heard her say, all right, bye. I'm going to go train some pregos. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wait, you train pregnant women? Like, that's a thing? She was like, yeah. She worked at this, like, facility that a bunch of, like, actors and athletes would go to. And all the women would get sent to her. And she started training pregnant women. And I was like... I need to do this because I love pregnancy and babies. Like I need to be in that world. And then she was like, you should be a doula. And I was like, what's that? What? Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it. And that was in 2014. And um, I, she told me what a doula was. And I was like, well, that is me. I didn't know that you could attend births and not go to medical school. This is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So I got my doula certification, <laughs> although I was never nationally certified. I kind of just did my own thing ever since. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and incorporating fitness has really been such a gift. And it was, it was much easier when I worked at a gym because I would get all the pregnant women, Lindsay and I would get all the pregnant women at our gym and we would train them through their pregnancies. And then often they would ask us to be their doulas. It was amazing. So that that's like my ideal client is someone who wants to train with me. And then I attend their birth. Um, that's cool. just, it, it's so awesome. It was yeah. so, you get, it's such a great relationship and yeah. you really know their personality Mm-hmm. in the fitness mindset, the physical, physical place of the gym. And then you, again, know who they are when they're in labor to a degree. Yeah. You're with them as they're doing hard things before birth. Exactly. And then you're with them the, through the hard thing that is birth. Yeah, exactly. And most doulas, it's like, even, even in my own practice, I see people twice before they give birth. Yeah. Imagine seeing them like, even if it's yeah, on Zoom. Every week, every, every week. week. It was amazing. That's really cool. So cool. I would like to start doing, I, we recently moved. So that that's my goal, you know, here in Texas, but I got plenty of time for that. Yeah. yeah. So how, how do you incorporate, you have a birth course, right? You, yes. Can you tell us about how you incorporated the fitness part and the birth part together to like make your own perfect offering? Yeah. <laughs> So my class is really, it is a birth education class. I don't actually teach fitness in that class, but I talk about it. Okay. And the the conversation around fitness is really about doing something. And, and again, this is like my evolution in fitness and with my personal births is like doing something that makes you happy and that you will actually do. I think that is the most important thing. Do something that you're going to do, right? Don't tell yourself like, I'm going to do cycling three times a week because I have a Peloton. If you hate doing your Peloton, like do something you like. And so for me, the conversation around fitness is do something three, two to three times a week for 30 to 60 minutes. We talk about, um, the importance of pelvic floor health, not overdoing it, being really gentle on yourself, but also learning how to build strength in appropriate ways for your body. Um, and, and then the what nots to do. And those are really simple. Um, and again, that's really mostly just like ab stuff. Don't do ab stuff. We're not doing crunches or sit-ups or like twists or anything like that. It's just not necessary. Um, and then you're not like redlining your workouts. You're not doing a hundred percent max out sprints and max out lifts because you don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. We're training to success, not to crash on the floor afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, I really just highlight the importance of movement of range of motion, because when you're in labor, it calls you into those positions that should be innate human positions, bottom of the squat lunge position on hands and knees, you know, rotating your hips open, moving your back and your spine, like the ability to just move your body with ease and comfort, um, is, is what I really, really want women to feel good about when they work out. Like you don't need to do CrossFit if you don't like it, just do something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't spend a ton of time on fitness in my course, but Mm -hmm. that is really what I highlight. Mm -hmm. And do you also, you do teach the birth fit. Is that separately in person or how do you incorporate the birth fit fundamentals? 
Oh, so yes, I do those in person and, um, previously, and I just haven't done that in a while because we moved and I'm not working at a gym right now. Yeah. That is one of my goals for sure is to get back to the in-person classes. But what I would do is I would typically do one-on-ones prenatal. Um, and that is just like private training. And the reason I did one-on-one prenatal is because most pregnant women are still working. So getting a class time that works for all these women was impossible, Mm -hmm. but then I would teach a postpartum group class. That was like, I loved it so much. That was my favorite thing because all the babies came too, which that's special. It was so awesome. So I would teach one-on-one prenatal classes, but you know, um, I always just encouraged women to continue taking the classes that they took or the things they like to do before getting pregnant. Just keep doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know what you shouldn't do, ask one of us, ask a birth fit coach, can I do Pilates? Like, yeah, just don't do sit-ups, you know? Um, so that was really huge because private training isn't really accessible for everybody. So if you're doing something that you love to do, keep doing that. Don't be afraid to move your body in the first trimester. Like I know it's exhausting in the first trimester and sometimes you feel horrible. And so you don't want to work out permission to rest. (laughs) Um, But just continuing what you've done, because I think that's the best way to maintain consistency in your workouts throughout pregnancy is to just do the thing you always do, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sounds like consistency is kind of the thread that goes through all of this. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, and some women come to me at 14 weeks. They're like, I literally haven't done anything. Like, have I ruined my life? And I'm like, no, <laughs> if you're exhausted, your first trimester, that's when you should rest. That's okay. But like, let's get back to it. Start going on some walks, going on some hikes. You know, if you have a Peloton, you know, do a 30 minute easy ride or go to your yoga class that you love or go back to the CrossFit gym and tell them that you need to modify whatever. And, um, And just get back into the thing that makes you happy that I think that really is the key is what makes you happy and confident in your body. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think if someone uh, creates that consistency in pregnancy, it's easier for them to do it postpartum too? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's familiarity, you know, and BirthFit does offer um, the online programs, right? So we have the um, prenatal programming, which is like, specific to weeks of pregnancy, which is really cool. Then there's just their online programming that is um, like anyone can do it, no matter if you're prenatal, preconception, postpartum, and there's modifications for everything. And that's like a monthly thing. And then there's the postpartum package. So if you have been following the birth programming in pregnancy, for example, you're just going to do the postpartum one because it starts with the 30 day lying in which is like, you can start it a few days postpartum, I believe maybe two weeks. I can't remember exactly, but the lying in is like literally breath work and maybe like baby wearing for a couple minutes, you know, and then it progresses after that. Um, but yeah, I mean, moving in pregnancy will give you the headspace to be like, okay, maybe I have no idea how to move this body, but I know that I can start doing something, you know, when I'm feeling really good, maybe three, four weeks postpartum, start going on some walks or seeing how, you know, getting up and down from a chair, like squatting multiple times feels and just practicing my diaphragmatic breathing and not overexerting anything. You know, we don't want to 
exacerbate bleeding or injure anything. So it's really gentle, but it just puts you in a good mindset when you've been, when it's just something that you do, it's just part of your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can feel really empowering too, right? Yeah. Just you can feel grateful for what your body did in birth and pregnancy, growing a human, but also like what it's capable of day to day. Yeah, for sure. And we really, really highlight the importance of resting postpartum. So like literally not doing anything for a month, mm-hmm. um, which is hard for a lot of people, especially second, third, fourth time moms where they're like the next day, they're like, Oh, I guess I had a baby yesterday. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of like how I felt after my second, I had to force myself to not do anything. Cause I felt so great. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but we really, really stress the importance of that lying in period of that resting and healing period and really just letting your body come back to some sort of neutral before any sort of intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you have that mental toughness mindset of fitness and pregnancy, and then the mindset of, holy crap, I just did the craziest thing ever of giving birth to a human. It's like, that carries over into postpartum of like, well, now my body needs to rest. Like after a big competition, you don't just go train the next day really hard. You, you take a week off sometimes, you know, that's like postpartum. It's like taking that time off to just let your body get unsore, get, get kind of back to some sort of normal and neutral and then, and then rebuilding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to take that rest. Like you said, it's hard. And I've only had one. And, um, even still then, you know, after a week or so you're like, yeah, let's just get up and go to the mall and whatever. And yeah, it's, you need to just, (laughs) you need that self-awareness to be like, I'm probably going to want to go out, but I'm not going to go out. And I have to just be hard on myself about it. Absolutely. And that really does another one of our birth fit sayings is slow is fast. Mm, yeah, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I always like for both births, I was like, I'm gonna give myself and this is what we recommend to women, give yourself a year, a year mm-hmm. postpartum, consider early postpartum or immediate postpartum one year, so that mm-hmm. you don't compare your body to your pre baby body until ever, but really mm-hmm. just giving your, t- your brain and your body that full year of healing and like rebuilding and coming back to neutral um, before you even stress a little bit about anything really. Yeah. Your body will thank you if you, if you move slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause imagine going hard at the beginning and then having to stop for an, like a pelvic floor injury. Or... Yeah, exactly. And, and that is common when people go too hard too soon. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's really just training your mind to match your body. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. 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 And that softness. Yeah. Yeah. That body awareness. And especially with that pelvic floor, as you're training, of course, don't train your abs, like you said, but that body awareness and being able to have strength, but also release when you need to let go. Yes. Most people have no clue what that feels like. Zero clue. I had no clue what that felt like until my son was crowning and I was like, Oh, I couldn't clench everything closed. Got it. Yeah. Right. I remember I went to a pelvic floor therapist after I gave birth like seven months postpartum and she's like, you know, she's doing an internal exam and she's like, okay, squeeze. And I'm, 
I'm like, I'm squeezing. She's like, you're literally like, there's no, no muscle is moving down there. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you have to like feel for yourself and like literally put your fingers in yourself and figure out how you need to move to make your pelvic floor move. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's not something you'll just instinctively know a lot of the time. It's almost all of the time. Totally. Yeah. I had that <laughs> same experience. Um, yeah. I mean, again, just like highlighting fitness doesn't have to mean going hard at gold's gym with all the bros, you know, it's really just training for the biggest athletic event of your life in the way that makes you feel good, feel your best and something that you will keep up with, you know, it's going to look different for everybody. Like my first, I did strength training four times a week in my pregnancy. My second, because of COVID, my gym was closed for a lot of it. And I was like miserable because of the lockdown. Um, I just went on walks. I had no motivation to lift weights. I was like, I could not care less about this. I just went on walks, long walks Mm -hmm. and did some stairs. And I felt amazing going back to the gym. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't go back until five months postpartum. I was like, I don't, I'm not worried about it. I know how to move. I know how to work out. I'll go back when I'm ready. Five months postpartum felt amazing. So it's really just like doing what you can and what you want and what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. That's it. Boom. That's it. Mic drop. (laughs) Seriously. Um, As a doula and as a, as a laboring woman, as a partner, encouraging that, you know, meeting women where they're at. If, I know a lot of women get really down on themselves with their, when their body changes and when they're feeling tired and sick. And it's just like, grab your wife's hand, go on a walk with her for her mental health, you know, and she will feel better. She will, you know, yeah. she might need some handhold and, and just encouraging baby steps. And again, doing something that makes her feel happy and feel good about herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Grabbing her hand and, and helping her do it because sometimes that first hurdle of just getting started is the hardest part. Yes, for sure. Before we go, um, where can people find you? Oh yeah. And where can people find you? Yes. I am Emily Stanwyck at Emily Stanwyck, S-T-A-N-W-Y-C-K. And then my website is emilystanwyck.com. And I do doula. If you're in central Texas, I'm taking clients and I do birth education and that is online. You can live anywhere. Um, and, and I rant about births and other things online. If you're already subscribed to the show, thank you so much. I appreciate you more than, you know, I really hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you hit subscribe because all month long, the next Four episodes are going to be solo episodes and really geared towards helping you create the foundation to have a six-figure doula business next year. And so that's my goal. So if you're not subscribed, make sure you hit the subscribe button and join us back here every Wednesday, again, because we're going to be talking about business all month long. You know I love talking about business with you because when I created my first online birth course less than two years ago, like closer to one year ago... I had no clue that my passion-driven side hustle doula business would become the multi-six-figure business that it is today. 
I am all about expanding my impact and income and helping you expand yours too. So we can make a lasting impact on the global birth community, even when we're not on call for a birth. So if that's something that you're interested in doing, I encourage you to hang around, hit subscribe, and come back and really build that foundation for your six-figure business. I cannot wait to watch it happen for you. And honestly, I can't wait to cheer you on literally every step of the way. I would be lying if I said I didn't absolutely love when you send me DMs on Instagram and tell me all of your business ideas. So if you're up for it too, shoot me a DM. I'm on Instagram at birthworkerpodcast. I would love to hear your ideas and hopefully get you going in the right direction so you can make those goals happen before the end of next year. All right, I will see you back here next week and thank you so much for being here.